The Panthers definitely looked that like that team that had the Valentine's Day blues as they're on the second end of back to back. A goalie that hadn't started an NHL game in over a month. And a team that had played a boatload of games while their opposition had a whole bunch of rests. We'll be discussing that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Wednesday, February 15th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to enter our contest for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Chicago Blackhawks game on March 10th. Make sure to send in your screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube page and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to and send it over to me at LockedOn, LO underscore FLA Panthers on Twitter via DM or email it to me at Panthers at gmail.com. Best of luck, everybody. So the Panthers... <laughs> You, after Monday's thrilling win over the Minnesota Wild and sweeping that season series between them and Minnesota, second end of a back-to-back after we spoke a whole lot about what happened in the previous matchup between the Panthers and the Blues back in late November, which was the start of a really bad run for the, for the Panthers. And... Both opportunities, both games, you had so many opportunities to to just get in front of the net and make the goaltenders uncomfortable. I mean, the first matchup was a Thomas Grice uh, start for the, the Blues. This time was a Jordan Bennington start for the Panthers. And for for the Panthers, I mean, you know, a a, a penalty just a few a few minutes in and you know that was one of two after letting the Minnesota Wild get five and before I continue actually I wanted to just go on a little bit of a rant about the ESPN plus broadcast which is just such an awful product tonight Uh, it's just the fact that the game start the game feed started a minute into the action instead of right from puck drop and then Later on, one of the goals, uh, one of the goals, ha- uh, you didn't see it until the replay happened. It's a little bit of a problem that ESPN Plus has had. Has had. Uh, I don't necessarily recall another Panthers game specifically that this has happened, but this night specifically, the whole crew in general has just was just off from 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 the beginning and coming into a commercial as well. It happened three I can name three separate occasions where they they come in they come in late into puck um the referees already dropping the puck. And I got so done 
I was so done with it that I actually took Doug Plagans' advice about pausing the TV feed, muting it, and then syncing up the radio broadcast to the TV, even though the radio broadcast, I pulled it up on the Odyssey app, was a full minute more behind than it already was. So it was kind of hard not to check Twitter uh, in, in the in the middle of the game because I would have been spoiled with a lot of uh with a lot of the action uh for tonight's game but of course every of course when everything happened of course tweeting my updates as well but it was just a it just frustrating night of, of, as a viewing experience for for this game between the florida panthers and the st louis blues and as you notice here for this uh episode no wine ends wednesday today as uh as uh jacob as has a little bit of plans uh tonight so uh want to wish uh Jacob well and we will see him back here uh next week. So you you think about the the Panthers just in the beginning of the game and in the in the first period which they get their four shots on the power play. They they're now o over 13 on the power play in the last three games after the power play has been so hot. It's like where 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 has it gone? So now it's a little bit alarms are off, but it's not time to hit the panic button for, for this team. I mean, they're only, they're only one point out of the last wild card spot. I mean, Pittsburgh and San Jose hasn't gone final yet. As of this recording, recording this at 1124 PM on a Tuesday night. And just, uh, so silliness for 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 the Panthers as well later in that period as Gus Forsling has to delay a game uh, penalty puck over glass which uh, which the the Wild had one on Monday the Panthers get one on Tuesday just uh just uh, silly mistakes for the Panthers early on but kind of settled in especially after that unlucky bounce that Spencer Knight had uh, with Tory Krug bouncing it off the off the end boards and it going in, but later it was, it was uh changed to Braden Shen's goal for his 14th of the season. And even Spencer Knight was starting to settle in. And I, I had a, honestly, I thought that the Panthers were doing everything that they were to, to try to put pressure on Jordan Bennington. I mean, if you look at natural stat trick, just the amount of times that they were in front of the net as well, um, gave, gave themselves an opportunity to, uh, to, to uh, tie the game early on, Denisenko. I mean, he only played three minutes and fifty-two seconds against the uh, Minnesota Wild. And in this one, let me double check uh, what his time on ice was for, uh, for for this one. Eleven minutes. So, of course, with the second end of a back-to-back, you're you're not going to put a second consecutive game with uh, with uh, Denisenko uh, just playing only three minutes and just. More silly mistakes. Second period, Matthew Kachuk forces a pass, a centering pass into the middle, and then Jordan Kyrou breaks it up, and then Braden Shen gets his uh, second just 35 seconds in. Uh, and the, uh, when when the St. Louis Blues score first, they've won 20 of 28 games prior to Tuesday night's game, now make it 21 of 29. And the fourth line were stuck in their own zone for a good, a good two minutes. Uh, and ice the puck and then you see that the that Craig Brube was uh going to put his uh top guns right back on the ice as that fourth line 
was uh, pinned for it felt like two, three minutes uh, in in the second period. I mean, and, and even then they had their chances. Giovanni Smith creates a turnover uh, near the boards, um, and Nick Cousins goes in front. Uh, Aaron Eckblad has some accelerating speed um, around around the end boards, and then cuts right in front of the net, but doesn't even hit the net too. And the the third goal for the Blues uh, was the one that we didn't see until we saw the replay after the faceoff. Brandon Montour, which Brandon Montour, Mark Stahl, Aaron Eckblad all need to be held accountable for the type of game that they had uh, on on Tuesday night, which all of them were just not good. Matthew Kachuk as well um, for 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 responsible for that second goal. Uh, for the third goal, Montour tries to get it to Kachuk, and then uh, and then uh, Bar- Ivan Barbashev, which is a name that I've spoken about uh, on yesterday's show with Seth Topol of Locked On Wild about a guy that I would like to see the Panthers maybe look into. His cap hit is very reasonable. He's a guy who gets in front of the net, and he's a guy who who plays penalty kill minutes, gets um, knows how to close in his gaps as well. He was the one who uh, who intercepted that pass from Brandon Montour, and he was the one who stripped um, Aaron Ekblad uh, for that Ryan O'Reilly goal as well, the fifth one of the game. So uh, was a good opportunity for me to kind of take a look look at that as well. And and even in uh, the third period, Spencer Knight was a little bit of a, a pinball for 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 the Panthers as he was playing the puck behind the behind the trapezoid and then trying to get back and then pinballing and then uh, uh, Nolachari, former Panther. He was, uh, he definitely woke up for this game as he uh, definitely had a, qu- his uh, many opportunities right in front. Uh, even though the Panthers at one point were down four, Paul Maurice wins the challenge. And then a few minutes later, uh, the Panthers get it down to three to one where the Carter Hagee beats Jordan Bindington uh, as the, Excuse me. Uh, as uh, as Verhage gets it to the trapezoid, and then Matthew Kachuk from behind gets it to Etulus Threnin, who now surpasses his career high in points. You thought that was maybe a little bit of a mo- momentum swing, and then that was as the third period enters the the game against the Capitals goes final. You were behind two points. Yeah, they only got one win all season with the with the Panthers, uh, which was against the Boston Bruins. You you thought that it was right there for the taking. And then of course, Sam Bennett, not playing the rest of the game. And even for the St. Louis blues, Tori Krug and Brandon, Brendan sod were out for the rest of the game as well on their side of things too. So just missed opportunity for the Panthers. I, I mean, and Alex Baumgartner pointed this out as well for the blues, only their second game coming out of the all-star break and two, a two day gap in between games while the Panthers were just, Right out of the gates, uh, coming out out of the All Star break, just playing a boat. Um, they're only their uh, fourth game, I believe. Uh, hold on, just gonna double double check real. Um, fifth game of, out out of the All Star break, and this one's on the second end of a back to back. So, just the uh, ran out of gas after exerting mostly all their energy in on Monday's game for for them against the Wild. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to talk about the goalie situation. And then Spencer Knight, his first game back as in over a month and on the NHL level and first game period in over two weeks. We're going to discuss what 
what the Panthers need to do from here uh, on in the second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we're mid, the midway point through the NBA season. And it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download this FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then, then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scores and three drink. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss a chance on your no-sweat first bet to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. Back on this second segment here on this Wednesday, February 14th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast as... The Panthers lose to the St. Louis Blues by a final score of 6-2 to two in regulation. And Spencer Knight, this was his uh, first game on the NHL level since January 8th. His first game period since January 22nd because he made two starts for the Charlotte Checkers, two of them on a back-to-back, which is still wonder why the Panthers didn't start him in any of those games prior to the All-Star break, even though he started two in Charlotte. But... You know, that's that's in the past. But this is just a result of someone who hasn't gotten in the groove. And for goalies, you need to be consistently playing in order to to get your legs going. And Knight just hasn't had that. And so it's not a it's it's not a it's not it's not doom and gloom for for Spencer Knight's development. Of course, so when you look at the game logs of recently for Spencer Knight, it doesn't look the best. Um, one of those include the game, the road game against Boston. Of course, you're, the one that's going to stand out as well is that game against Dallas as well. And I'm not going to put the Carolina game on him as is. It was really a special teams disaster uh, back on December 30th as well for for him. But just kind of struggled with his uh, lateral movement as well. Um, of course. It's funny because uh, after giving up that first goal, which bounced off his skate uh, that was originally to Tory Crew, but later changed to Braden Shen, there was a shot from Pitlick that went off the board, and you can kind of see like his eyes going into like bug eyes, and then him going back to hug the post. So you know that definitely he doesn't want those uh, to ha- happen again. But it's just as well. I, I know. I know the. St. Louis Blues had their fair share of rush chances. I mean, you're talking about the we going back to the second and even the third goal for the Blues. I, I mean, they're both beaten glove side, which um, which there's no traffic in front and they're and they're a good distance away um, from 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 the one one of them from the uh, faceoff circles, and you you just. Uh, you just wonder how with that time off of how much it's affected uh, Spencer Knight as well. So just at this point with, uh, with the goaltending situation, I mean, 
I think I think my opinion would have been the same even had Spencer Knight gotten a uh only given up one goal or possibly a shutout that you you probably you still have to ride Sergey Bobrovsky as as much as you can. He's he needs to get the majority of the starts because there's actually a a stat here by uh, Project Panthers about Sergey Bobrovsky's uh from the start of the season to December 12th. Five eight and a one eight eighty four save percentage and a three point three one GAA, and since that nine twenty two save percentage and a two point four four GAA, and three wins in his last four. And you know this is going to be an easing of getting back to the groove for Spencer Knight, so it's not it's not major alarms for for the Panthers here because. When you go that long, and you're on a second end of a back-to-back, are you are you really? Can you really be shocked at all? Uh, really, for 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 this? I mean, I, I'm not going to put too much of the last the the fourth goal on Spencer Knight as the Panthers just had so many opportunities. They were it felt like they were in the zone in the offensive zone for 20 minutes. Of course, that's an over exaggeration. Uh, and then, uh, and then, the the Blues go on a little bit of a of, of a rush. And Ekblad, we spoke about Ekblad being stripped by Ivan Barbashev, and then Bushnevich gets it to Ryan O'Reilly, who Ryan O'Reilly uh, definitely uh, upped his uh, trade stock. And what if Ryan O'Reilly gets traded back to the Buffalo Sabers? What what a story that would be. After the season that uh, the Buffalo Sabers are having, so, but also Mark Stahl as well. We 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 haven't picked on Mark Stahl uh, too much lately. Lately, that's the key term. But just the the puck watching for that one, even though the lateral movement of Spencer Knight could have been better, uh, just allowing a guy like uh, Jordan Cairo to get uh, right uh, right in front of the net with uh and a beautiful pass from Robert Thomas on a give and go you, you just uh and through a lot of white jerseys too it's just uh and and Cairo we spoke about the last game I mean that's three goals now for Jordan Cairo against the Panthers this season I mean thank goodness the Panthers don't have to see him much at all and listen for St. Louis uh, the broadcast mentioned it. Doug Plagans mentioned it on the on his broadcast as well. Um, this isn't going to be full teardown for the Blues. They're going to have we we kind of compared uh, we kind of spoke this about the Sharks last week with JD Young. How you have a lot of veteran players who went to a final that are going to ease in the younger guys who are not in the system in the big leagues yet. But for St. Louis, they're already there. They already got their extensions. And now you're shipping up out the guys like Vladimir Tarasenko, which you already did. You're going to ship out a, Nor- a Nola Chari, likely, a Ryan O'Reilly, an Ivan Barbashev. But you still have those superstars or emerging stars of Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrou there. So it's going to, it's going to, they're, they're, they're not going to be basement. They're not going to be basement dwellers uh, for, for sure in, in the future. But, even when the the 
Panthers cut it to three when Kachuk and Montour beat a, a very patient zone entry to get it to Carter Verhage, which who beat Jordan Bennington from the right circle. Uh, it's fu- it's funny when the Panthers got their second and only, second power play opportunity. Uh, you see Paul Maurice, which he's been bold at times with pulling the extra, putting the extra attacker on the ice. I, I believe it was the game against the New York Rangers. I believe right before the All-Star break uh, that he pulled a um, the the goaltender, uh, which was Alex Lyon at the time, and the Panthers that resulted in a goal, but it didn't. This time, the the St. Louis Blues uh, get the empty net goal. I mean, it's funny because both of those times, well, this on Tuesday night it was with five minutes left. On a few weeks ago, it was with ten minutes left. So that so. Not necessarily the same, but you've seen boldness uh, with with Palmeries, and I don't have an issue with that. But it, it also twenty two block shots as well for for the opposition. You, you controlled a lot of the game as well, despite being at second end of a back to back. So that's the encouraging sign for 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 this team. You you controlled you controlled puck possession at times, but just these trying a little bit too much with trying to get to uh, trying to force passes that result in rushes. And St. Louis is a fast team. And when we saw it, we, we, we witnessed it uh, very well on, on Tuesday night against uh, the Florida Panthers, which now we spoke about three out of four on this road trip. The Panthers dropped the second one in regulation and, Big opportunity ahead of them. Um, it's big opportunity. And we're going to discuss how that opportunity looks like and how the rest of the NHL games went for the Panthers on Tuesday night. And we'll be discussing that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covering 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably fla- flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs and if you're close to sam's club grab and run gra- run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later Third and final segment here on this Wednesday, February 15th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers lose to St. Louis Blues 6-2 to in regulation on this second end of a back-to-back. The Panthers will be off tomorrow, by the way, as they travel to Washington, D.C. to face the Alex Ovechkin-less Washington Capitals. The Capitals did announce that... Alex Ovechkin will be dealing with a family matter 
and he will be away from the team for a while. So no Alex Ovechkin on Thursday. But how did the results fare in the National Hockey League? They lose in regulation to the Carolina Hurricanes, who they'll be facing again on Saturday in a stadium series game um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. The New York Islanders lose to the Ottawa Senators in a shootout, so New York only gets one point out of the night. And currently, as we're recording, the Pittsburgh Penguins are up on the San Jose Sharks, one nothing, who they lost to the San Jose Sharks earlier this season. And San Jose, San Jose has gotten some wins um, against some big name teams. Uh, we spoke about Washington on Sunday, Tampa Bay prior to facing Florida, but hey, Florida took care of business against them. So good news for South Florida sports fans here. But you don't lose that many gr- that much ground, but you you miss an opportunity to at least get into the. W- at least tie in points over the Washington Capitals and you would have actually possibly finished the night second in the wildcard standing because of that game in hand for for the Cats. So big opportunity. Goaltending has been great for for Washington uh, this season even though they the Colorado Avalanche won in spite of Darcy Kemper, he's been performing great in his first year of his his deal, and even their backup Charlie Lindgren, uh, nine hundred seven uh, save percentage, uh, two point six nine GAA. Forgot to mention, uh, Tom Wilson's been placed on IR uh, too for the Washington Capitals, so they'll be without Tom Wilson. He made his return, but he, but now they'll be without Tom Wilson as well, and they struggle once again in secondary scoring. Uh, so now without Alexander Ovechkin and no Tom Wilson, big, big opportunity as what we call the, at, at this point of the season, February 16th, Thursday night, right at this point in time, it is, in fact, the game of the year. We spoke about it, how on when the Florida Panthers faced off against the Pittsburgh Penguins, back on January 24th, how that was the game of the year. This is your next game of the year. And after Thursday, one more matchup against Washington. They have one more matchup against Pittsburgh. Two more matchups against Buffalo. Zero against New York. So if you can't tell, I've been keeping track about uh, head-to-heads. So, And the Panthers have played the most games in the NHL, which doesn't help their case right now. But they don't lose that much ground, but they don't help themselves, which is the frustrating part about all this for for the Panthers. But it's still right there for the taking for for the Cats. Goaltending has been better, especially Bobrovsky, even though Spencer Knight did have a little bit of a dud in his first game back. But I I do want to see how... I I, I do want to see how Spencer learns from this. After being a little rusty uh, coming coming back in his first game in over two weeks. So I, I really do want to uh, see how, how everything looks after that. And I do want to applaud the Panthers organization. Per- personally, just this, this is just a personal opinion. I don't think the Florida Panthers should play a game on February 14th uh, because of everything that happened in on this day in 2018 with the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, 
the Panthers had two jerseys, one with a Stillman Douglas hockey jersey and then one with the seven, number 17 with MSD Strong. There was a moment of silence outside of FLA Live Arena tonight. Of course, there was that, there's that, there, there's that uh, monument outside of Section 101 at FLA Live Arena with all the names there too. And I, I couldn't not mention uh, this on today's show. I know this will air on the 15th, the day after, but recording this on the day of. And for me, February 14th is not about Valentine's Day. February 14th is about what happened on this day in 2018. And I I talk about it once again. Uh, I said it last year and some of you guys are new listeners uh, since, since, uh, since last year, but I told this story uh, that I, my one and only interaction with Roberto Luongo was in a game in November 2021 in Tampa where I was in the press box I walked up to Roberto Luongo shaked his hand shaked his hand introduced myself told him who I was and I and didn't only spoke to him for 30 45 seconds and I told him the one and only thing I told him I didn't even discuss anything hockey related related I told him thank you about that uplifting speech that he did when the when the Florida Panthers returned home because Parkland happened when the Florida Panthers were on the road in Vancouver uh, in Western Canada on a trip and him being there not to protect his family too, in case his family could have been a victim of everything. And that's the only thing I said about anything. And that really lifted up our community's spirits, even though he can't bring back the 17 lives that were lost on that day. And this hits home for me because my brother and my mom are teachers and this could happen to them. And it's, it's a really tough day for me. It's a tough day for this community. And I hope that one day we can stop talking about it as in the stop happening. That's that's the only reason why I would want this conversation to end. But until then, this is going to have to be a continued conversation because you think about how when, when innocent children and some adults, including a football coach, I believe an athletic director as well, were just going about their normal day, children learning and teachers teaching and not going and expecting their lives to be lost. And then a parent, no parent should have to get that phone call about, about their child being in danger for one person's selfish act. And it's, uh, it it hits hard for me. And after that 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 sh- that shooting and tragedy happened after I moved out of the region, but it still hits home for me. And I am a few minutes away from another tragedy that happened in Central Florida, which that's where I'm located. I live only 10 minutes away from Pulse Orlando. I wasn't living in Orlando during the Pulse shooting, but 
I see that place all the time. And it's a uh, when when is this going to stop? I wish I knew the answer, but my thoughts are with everybody who is dealing, continuing to deal with this loss. And if you know somebody is, is, is that live that's lives life was lost. I want to say that I'm sorry. And that I'm sorry for the community as well. Sorry, trying not trying not to uh get emotional about this, but it's it's just it's just it's just a tough day. And once again, I don't think the Panthers should play on a on a on a day like today. But wanted to give a few minutes with, about talking about this and I hope that I could be a voice of hope and uplift you guys as well in a, in a time of hardship for this community, which we are still hurting from this. So I want you guys, I want to thank you guys for taking that opportunity to listen to me as, as I go on a little bit of a, uh, on a, um, on a soapbox uh, when, when it comes to th this day. So Thank you guys for listening and we will be next time we will be talking to you. We will be discussing the game of the year for the Florida Panthers as they face off against the Washington Capitals, which crazy enough that pan that speech that Roberto Luongo did was a game, a home game for the Florida Panthers against the Washington Capitals. So crazy how things can align sometimes. So, We'll talk to you then. We'll talk to you then, and and let's get ready for that game of the year. Have a good night, everybody.